It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here it's podcast time baby it's time to podcast with your favorite podcasters we're about to get a podcast up and going slam that shit right in your face no they're gonna gently cradle your face and um move it around your ears and give you sort of a a thought massage with our thoughts on things and our witty repartee isn't that right podcasting partner is that it don't get a name don't get an introduction Podcasting partner. That's Nothing. how I introduce you at parties now. That's <laughs> my podcasting partner. That's my co-host. I'm also a co-host. Um, um, before before we get anywhere, um, evening pod again. Big fan. Big fan means I've, I'm well filled up with dinner. Yes. I'm consuming alcohol, yes. which means the pod's going to flow better. <laughs> Plus, because you arrived late, I've had a chance to read the ramblings of a madman in the notes. <laughs> Well, I, w- I don't think you've written this much about anything else in the Google Doc before. I would like to, you're, and you're speaking about uh, my consumption of Icarus, the documentary, which we will get to. But I'd like to speak to the evening podcast recording. I have just mm-hmm. stumbled off uh, a work meeting, so I'm in a very different place here right now. I'm screened out. We're not going to record today's as a video because someone's in their pajamas. Fair enough. Um, we don't need to broadcast that. I mean, given the heat, have you got your pants on? That's, I don't know. No, <laughs> we need to discuss that I definitely that again. don't. I have not got my... <laughs> Uh, well, listen, today was crazy. Let's talk about it. How did, did you survive all right in it? Did you go for a run? It, it was a bit much. I'm, I'm a little injured at the moment, Jeffrey. Oh, bless your I'm heart. I'm having a bad start to my marathon training. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pounded my bum with a Theragun, though, so we should be okay. I'm glad that sentence went there. And speaking of pounding our bums, today we're going to be pounding your bums <laughs> with content, okay? It's going to be... Or will you be jabbing some needles in them, Jeffrey? <laughs> it's, it's audio <laughs> acupuncture, okay? And what it is, is it needs an explanation that is very capsule-sized. I volunteer myself. Ha- what? What? Like, <laughs> shall I just give you like 30 seconds? <laughs> I could do it in 30 seconds. I could do you it. You could do it in 30 seconds. Yeah, I can. Dear new listener, <laughs> if you've got past the uh, bum pounding evening, trouser taking off and beer consuming, yes. <laughs> we are about to give you a 30 second rendition of what the pod's about, delivered mm. by the wonderful Jeffrey Barlow. And I did all that rambling without getting my time already so i will continue to ramble until nope not 10 minutes 30 seconds what was i time 10 minutes 10 would minutes? suit my <laughs> it, would suit. it would suit my uh, skills and uh, tendencies more but hey i'll try 30 seconds so, dear new listener jeffrey's going to explain the pod to you in 30 seconds starting now it occurred to me a very profound thought today it's not just about experiences of consuming um art for art's sake a movie you went to a gig you saw what is important in these? It's who you share it with. It marks time. I ran down Harrow on the Hill. 
today and Shut Up and Drive by Big Thief started playing in my head before it was even on my headphones because I remember a very hard run listening to that song. Things stick to you. Time sticks to you. This podcast is a way of reflecting on art in terms of how I experience it with my friend. Hopefully you'll do the same with your friends. Enjoy content with your friends. Okay, so maybe it was harder than I thought because I had a very... But does anyone win? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had a very <laughs> profound thought today and I really wanted to share it and I thought the 30-second game would be the place. Maybe it's not. Someone wins also, blah, 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 profound thoughts later. This is basically... Uh, it's all the, the profound things I said and the poetry of that, but plus there's a winner and it's actually a game show. Do you know what it's like? It's like a mixture between a really in-depth sort of uh, review show, but also with like family fortunes. What's your favourite game show? What are, you, are you screen... Is it Be Real? I'm Be Reeling because I missed it earlier. <laughs> but what is my favourite game show? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, the SNL sketch with Will Ferrell. <laughs> Jeopardy. <laughs> Does that win? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. But on SNL, that's actually a really, really good answer that brings that debate to the screeching hole I'm happy for. Now, now I think we need to start with your pitch today because the amount of notes you've written down yeah, <laughs> may take us a it's, while it's been a while and i want you to read every single no, one i'm definitely not reading every single one this is this is what i've done before it's literally just thoughts while i'm going it's not refined it's not an actual piece of writing i'm literally mm. just and you consumed it early jeffrey i did i feel like you consumed it early. i did but it's still it's still stuck with me and you really helped out the podcast and my consumption this week by sort of insisting that I come to it a bit colder, so... Now, makes sense now, right? Yeah, yeah, a bit less of the extra research as usual, which really did help me. But if we want to start with what I pitched to you, that'll be... Why? Why are we, why are we, why are we doing the old switcheroo? Oh, sorry, I thought, I'm um, whose pitch? My pitch was your pitch. You pitched me. Uh, what's this <laughs> podcast about? <laughs> Consuming culture in a... I, I wanted to start with Icarus. Let's start, Let's with, start Icarus. with Icarus. I'm happy to start with all my notes... And instead of reading every one, I will occasionally jump um, on different ones, like a frog to a tadpole. I don't need every single one of them, but I will leapfrog yeah. here or there. Um, so I pitched to you the Netflix documentary Icarus, yeah. which naively, I thought when I went into it, such was a, naive a documentary yeah. about doping in cycling. Do you remember those idyllic days when you just thought you were going to watch a little thing about a thing? I just thought it was about a thing about, a thing about doping in cycling. Yeah. But spoilers up the wazoo. Let's go, spoiler time. It takes a massive left turn, if I remember rightly, yep. somewhere in the after the first third or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. And then suddenly mark. you do not know what you're watching. And then I'm just like, are we turning back? Or, and then another 10 minutes. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Honestly, I think for a, a, a bigger portion of it than maybe for you, I was like, this is quite the detour. Or like, it's going to, mm. not even a detour, like it's going to come back. But like, I definitely had a thing of like, is it going to resolve the other story and incorporate that nope it was just a different film so yeah it just went a completely different way to slightly contextualize this for the listener who might be interested um and i'm really really glad christopher protected me from myself because here or there i did google icarus and i literally caught myself like no this is what i'm not doing i'm just <laughs> going to watch the content and then come to the podcast and talk about the content nice and cold so um like i do every week <laughs> it begins got time for research last last week you Go got on. you got what i thought it was and you were happy with how little info i had which was doping yeah. cycling something those are the words yeah. i had and that's what it started with and it started with this intriguing as fuck clip of lance armstrong on oprah and what mm -hmm. seemed to be an amateur cycler sta cyclist yeah person who cycles um cycling aficionado ooh la la, um who was like gonna mimic the doping program 
as some sort of experiment um, to see how Lance Armstrong did it. Personally, I got very swayed by that Lance Armstrong clip. I'm like, is this the documentary about him? There's going to be stuff about him? Something mm. about his whole... And it showed a few clips of him winning, and he beat cancer. And I'm like, that story is so fucking crazy. Let's talk about that. And it didn't want to talk about that. He <laughs> yeah. seemed to... This, this chap who was going to... Um, he was like pretty high up the ranks of amateur cycling. Yeah. He reminded me of like you with running. Like he's yeah. not doing it for a living, but he takes it fucking seriously and he wants to get really good times and all this shit. And he's quite curious about the effects of of, of doping and drugs. Yeah. And somehow, and yeah, go on. I, I just, just so you know, I haven't watched it since I first watched it, which probably is now a good couple of years ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But from what I remember and what I found really intriguing at the start of this documentary was that this guy was like, I literally train like an absolute nut job, yes. but I am nowhere near some of these people at the top. Yes. So he's he's basically like, there must be something going on. Yeah. So he's like, right. So if I did do all of this yep. and I did try and do it so that I couldn't get caught, yep. how far could I push myself and how far would I actually get and what improvements would I see? Yeah. And I thought, that's a really interesting story. Yeah. Let's go down that and it, way. And it is an interesting story. And hopefully one day someone <laughs> One day we'll get that story. one. <laughs> I think that story must be done elsewhere. It seems like a very clear, linear one. But this guy yeah. stumbles on to a geopolitical mess. <laughs> that, that, okay. It's really funny, actually, because it made me reflect. This, the filmmaker seemed like quite a, just a happy-go-lucky, pleasant guy who's yeah. also like got a, like a huge penchant for cycling and a huge enthusiasm for it. Personally, I don't know if I was making that film and then I met the side character who took us in this different direction... I don't know if I'd be pursuing all of that. I might just be like, so anyway, my cycling friend <laughs> seems a bit dodgy. By the end of the film, to skip a few very key points, he's like sitting in a room with an important committee. Like who's, he's basically almost acting as this Russian dude's legal defense yeah. um, in, in light of Russia about to be banned from the 2016 Olympics, which ended up not happening because WADA's recommendation was not upheld by the olympic committee i'm almost remembering things but sure so basically while we get there eventually we do get there eventually <laughs> oh my god it's quite exhausting but a, a short version of this is he meets uh, a character who has some expertise in the field of doping and he is a charming as fuck russian dude his name is grigory yeah. and he's funny we love him and we love him and it's very like oh in the pursuit of whatever he's gonna do this filmmaker the cyclist um grigory is gonna be a standout he seems to be really funny he has um uh, very intelligent, but ever so slightly broken English that is really charming. He has a dog he loves. He has a wife and a family. Somehow he seems really on board for this filmmaker's mission. This is going to be fun. And I remember there was this disconnect for me where it's like the way that he's like joking about doping and like knowing about drugs in his personal life. It does seem a bit odd, but I'm just going to go with it. Turns out the reason it's odd is because all the shit that blew up like fucking crazy around 2016, 17 was centered around this guy. It just hadn't blown up yet. At the time he starts working on this film and being basically the filmmaker's advisor for his little pet project of mimicking yeah. doping, suddenly... Sort of effectively telling him, this is when you take it, this is how you don't get right. caught, this is how you make sure it's not in your system for your tests and gives him all of these sort of tips and, right. and almost sends him the drugs. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> doing everything and then the cyclist would occasionally say, you know, like, how exactly? Like, tell me the backstory of how you... And he's sort of like, he just brushes him off. It's like, don't worry mm. about it, I'm... I'm a criminal, wink, wink. And it's like, he's too charming to be an actual criminal. So what are we talking about? Turns out in the middle of a absolute, no better word for it than now, clusterfuck of a thing involving, uh, you know, just little old names like Vladimir Putin and stuff. Uh, Russia hadn't done so well at a certain Olympics and they needed to do better. And if they don't yeah. do better, they're fucked. And uh, a really, really rigorous uh, and insane doping 
program began began and uh, at the end of the film you have this this cyclist filmmaker guy who started out the film as just like this wide-eyed oh i'm gonna do a thing at the end he's telling this really official committee like anti-doping has never existed in russia and he tells them with this like really straight serious face and i'm like fucking hell what a thing to say because basically at some point gregory leaves russia in a panic because he's he's starting to the, the walls are closing in he needs to get to america and then suddenly people are who are also working for the russian labs who are getting found out are getting killed and it gets very deep very quickly and he's in america and he has to go into witness protection and he's talking to the new york times and he's in this in court and bruv i was very like yeah <laughs> <laughs> not a nice little old documentary about dope and cycling. No, and, ag- and again, I will, I will admit, there was uh, an unfortunate amount of time I was almost annoyed with the film for not. Oh, you spent a bit long on this tangent. Can we come back now? When actually, I probably nope, should have just been the tangents. The tangents, the film. film. And to be honest, I think I made this point in my notes. It is quite a good illustration of what you hear often is like the heart and soul of like making art, which is you start making it for a reason and then an actual life force or energy takes over with it. And you have to just sort of go with that. Yeah. It's not often you actually see that play out in front of you where they make the switch and you sort of feel it's a really interesting thing of like, you get to ride the filmmakers curiosity because for me, the heart of the film is like by the time it's kicking off, it actually isn't that weird as I was joking mm. earlier, that he wants to come to Grigory's defense because they've become boys. They have these video yeah. calls. They've visited each other in person. There is quite an intimacy there. So the fact that suddenly he's like quite tied to this man freaking out for his life and he wants to help him and help him be safe, it kind of does add up because the heart of the film is their weird little friendship that sprung up from his wanting to do this experiment in the first place. And he ends up being um, the Edward Snowden type whistleblower on this whole shit. Which mm. now is quite, it's, I know it's, it's only 2023, but it's like quite historical now. Going back to what you now is quite interesting because it feels like so much has happened since then. Obviously, Russia. It's still relevant. Super Just relevant. the whole, I mean, I don't know enough to comment on it. Yeah. But the whole Vladimir Putin involvement in all of it. Yeah. In terms of him basically going, I want Russia to win our Olympics. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And therefore, I remember rightly, there, there are whole descriptions of how they swapped the urine and all of this sort of stuff Dude. and how they made sure that people were going into the labs to swap them and change them yeah. at specific times to make sure that yeah. they would never get caught. And it's just yeah. madness. I, I think um, that was actually a, a really standout moment because it was an animated sequence. Yes. <laughs> that shows the labs and stuff. And it like, it gets to this granular level of detail where like it goes to a certain room, the urine samples, and then like yeah. they're in this one lab guy's coats and they're rattling around in the pocket and he's going out and passing through a window. And it's like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. And then later in the film, when it finally always comes out, it all centers around like they were able to confirm tampering of these urine bottles. So yeah. much depending on this urine, bro. <laughs> it's like, oh, so and much even EP, man. <laughs> so much EPO and so much uh, pee. Uh, even at the beginning when he was just uh, when Grigory was just setting up him for his doping the 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 filmmaker it's so funny that I have Grigory's name to hand but not the filmmaker himself uh, yeah. Ryan some American white bread name who cares um, so <laughs> he's Chad <laughs> Chad yeah he was, so he's Chad and uh, he's just getting all his urine sorted out and the way Grigory is really like expertly like oh this one's for this day this one's for that day he's like such a little like he has done this on the fucking reg um, yeah. And it's 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 a funny one, but uh, this is one of those films where it's like, let alone the techniques and the filmmaking, it does it does uh, ask of you to have a bit of a reckoning with yourself, a conversation with like, what do you think about doping in general? Because hmm. 
this seems to me more about like the geopolitical masquerade of Russia trying to thwart people. And I remember that go- that going down in the news. Like that was hella big stuff, and it still left like quite a a stain on the Olympics and world sporting and all this stuff. Also, people who were whistleblowing were dying. Yes, that's yes. what that's what is kind of like. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's oh how... oh hey don't forget of heart attacks. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We should have recorded that, to be honest. <laughs> that's that's good. Oh, it's the geez. good old natural causes. Hey, the good old conveniently timed natural causes. Um, There's no better time for a natural cause than now. <laughs> yeah, Putin seems to have some good luck with that. But um, <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> it's it very dark. But like, it's funny because being um, in quite into the sport of MMA the last few years, I had almost my my thinking's been quite switched around on doping. Not switched mm. around, but like doping is bad seemed to be a very black and white thing in my head, which this film mm-hmm. sort of brought back. Whereas the last few years, hearing lots of other people's takes on it, it's like, well, as long as it's like, okay, if there's agreements, that's a different thing. Not to, uh, what's it called? Um, go against the rules. If you remove the rules, like what, it, what I, I, I'm actually asking you this as a run, as an amateur runner, someone who's really interested in the sport to remove yourself from a rule set and just think, is it not kind of interesting if we're all just like, yeah, do 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 a bunch of whatever. This is like engineering and science and let's see what the human body can do and we give it this stuff. Is any part of you like there should be a space for that or do you think it's all just bad stuff? Can we all just stop, please, and hopefully get politics out of it too? Because the argument I see for it sometimes is like, basically, it's going to seep through. It's just mm-hmm. going to. People are going to break the rules and forever we're just going to live in this world of like four years later we figure out who did it and you're fucked. We'll just so, swap the gold medals around. <laughs> yeah, just do another switcheroo, right? So, like, I just wonder, because I used to be quite, like, righteous and moral about it's just wrong, and I, I think I don't really think that black and white about it anymore, and I was just wondering your thoughts on that. I probably don't know enough yeah. to comment. It's never really intrigued me. Yeah. Or not, not intrigued me, that's not the right word. Christopher has Isn't not it? done <laughs> drugs for his runs, we can confirm. No, no. Oh, I mean, I may, take, I may take too much caffeine. Yeah, yeah. Before <laughs> I didn't even realize we. Oh, I, I can. We can redo that. Okay. What? That that didn't just happen. This is our Oprah Lance Armstrong moment. Okay. Chris, is it? Christopher Anusis. Yeah. You're currently training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. You're a bit injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Didn't mean to get you crying already. That is my Oprah. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but here's here's the question: Have you ever taken? substances to enhance your performance for a run before yes or no i've necked a red bull before my personal best in a 10k does that count yeah necked it as well you know (laughs) yeah i didn't have any uh caffeine gels with me so i just bought a red bull with me and just smashed it before the start and (laughs) then i think oprah would that count i think oprah would be quite confused by your verb necked (laughs) she'd get a bit like what um but yeah that that's that does count but we forgive you um yeah i know what you mean it feels like that is the sort of thing that requires a lot more education in a sporting uh field and it's like the whole same uh super shoe argument to be honest 
well, basically, you know, oh, there's these shoes that now that basically trampolines and means Kipchoge can run oh, right, you know, yep. in under two hours and, and whatnot. Yep. And I, I would say, I've worn those shoes. I still needed to train and do all of the work oh, well, to even get that. Okay, <laughs> well, then this is great. This is an offshoot of kind of the point I'm half making. Yeah, no, but my, my, my point is that... Um, Okay, so those shoes, they abide by the rules mm -hmm. and they give me the most marginalist of marginal gains right. on the day when I think I might need it. I, I still think, yes, these you're, I'm not going to inject, I don't even know what the drugs are, EPO, whatever sure, the hell you sure, said. Sure. And I'm not Playing the suddenly... ignorance card, we all love to see it, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have some in my drawer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Here's this urine, here's Monday's urine. <laughs> <laughs> here's this urine. <laughs> <laughs> I just held up a big glass. Yeah, everything's um, fine. <laughs> um, I still think that I'm not going to see the gains. But right. when you're at that level, everyone needs to be playing on the same playing field. Sure. And if someone's doing something yeah. that doesn't apply to No, the I rules, agree with the same playing field thing. It's just I do think, mm. and my there's a podcast I listen to mm. um, with a bunch of triathletes where they're like, sure, why not set up a league for all the people who want to do all the drugs yeah. and see who comes first? Because yeah, yeah. that might be just as That's fun. That's what is always talked about safe and nobody, in yeah, MMA. Too. it's safe yeah, and nobody yeah. hurts themselves. Exactly. Great, crack on. Crack on, I think. But there's an element of just kind of, I guess it's not, it's kind of pushing it too far, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's an interesting one. But yeah, in terms of the you would still uh, see such marginal gains and have to push yourself so much still. That is like, I guess, even like steroids for, for bodybuilders and stuff like that. Like the thing that doesn't get removed is they're still working hard. So even it was really interesting yeah. to see your boy, your filmmaker, pushing himself like fuck. Like with it's, and he was saying it's, it seems fucking intriguing. Like it wouldn't work for me because the funny thing about this film is like, I just can't, I'm too lazy. It seems like a lot of work and you have to be very organized. It's a lot of admin. It's a lot of admin. I can't be bothered for the admin of doping. There, I've said it. Um, okay. But yeah, but like he's still, he's pushing himself the way he would seem so knackered after a certain race or a certain workout. It's like these people who do take all the things are also still really, really pushing themselves. But I think I made this point before about Donald Trump and I wrote it in capital letters in my Google Doc notes and mm. it is not supposed to be the takeaway of this film but i keep having this takeaway with stuff so i might as well say it again and it's Why you always got to bring donald trump back into it because <laughs> it's because it's five words that just flummocks me in life bad yeah. shit takes hard work and <laughs> it's still just it just floors me like the amount of organization that went into the russians breaking these rules part of my brain is like fair play <laughs> that took a lot of work imagine if they put that much effort into training <laughs> into their athletes <laughs> <laughs> oh dude one of the notable scenes if you haven't seen it for that long maybe you don't remember but there's a really sad scene of like i think a famous pole vaulter for russia mm. next to putin like on a uh some sort of podium having a little cry when they got banned and she's like it's not fair like and it's like bruv you are so putin's little pawn in this and you've so been doping and it's like you're playing to the crowd and to to russia whatever it is but like and i can very much see in a in what must be a similar way to all the ukraine stuff that we are clearly not uh, knowledgeable enough to speak to you can clearly see that if you are inside that bubble and you've got mm. this uh complex about being persecuted by the outer world of course you're going to back your your guy whether it's strongman yeah. putin or a little pole vaulter lady with her little crocodile tears so oh my god a fascinating film it brings up george orwell a lot um you know there's a really funny quote he says um i pulled off 113 gold medals putin was very much happy and um, 
it's it's a very i'll tell you my main feeling during the latter half of the film when i really went over gave mm. myself over to what this film is about then is let alone i'm not researching pre or post film i found it very hard not to just google your man's name gregory i was like is he alive <laughs> like turns out he is and yep. your man's making a second film it's actually made icarus the aftermath um really yeah premiered at a film festival earlier this year and we'll see the light of day soon um so is it netflix funded again might be i don't know i can't remember the funding but it is coming out brian fogel is the name of the filmmaker there you go so he clearly his little experiment has taken him into a many many years long uh, journey with this stuff um and yeah and then to speak of like geopolitical ramifications two years later the fifa world cup is taking place in russia and I, as a fan, remember, like, the barest bit of noise around, like, Russia's a bit of a problem, right? It was actually more like, Moscow, nice and shiny. The fans had a good yeah. time. So isn't that just crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like Russia were trying to do some sports washing back then. Yeah, sports washing yeah. is a thing. Um, and now people are doing sports washing now. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I think, yeah. Did you Not see- just, just, just. Pointing stuff out, not making any accusations. Pretty much like Gary Lineker. Oh. Just, just, just making comments about what I see. <laughs> okay, so if you want to, if you want to subtweet people, that's fine. But what did you actually think of the Jordan Henderson quotes? Have you seen them? Oh no! What the fuck is he trying to say now to defend his actions? So yeah, exactly. So for reasons we won't get into, I think Christopher isn't especially on the social media at the moment. But basically, he came out today and he's just talking about how like. If anything, just stop talking. Yeah. Get your you know publicist. What? Who, who, whoever did, whoever did the writing in that um, <laughs> wonderful bit you wrote in the um, the athletic, the program notes oh. for defending gay rights and all that sort of stuff and yeah. being an ally. Yeah. Whoever wrote that for you, yeah. get them to write your tweets now because you're probably gonna fuck it up. Wow. Let's Sorry. Go. Let's go. We don't even. Oh, because it clearly weren't his words. Because it he didn't stand by them so okay listener fuck yourself jordan henderson fantastic stuff that's the passion we want on this podcast because you came here for what you thought was cultural takes but actually it's just it's just what's he said go on you gotta tell me now what's he said <laughs> it's just turns out we're just a low rent talk sport out here it's like, he just said some bullshit bro you basically there's you can't you can't top your your response it's so appropriate he just said stuff about how like oh i've done what i can before i've worn the armband i've worn the laces i don't want to disrespect oh yeah <laughs> He's like, hey, and this is where, for me, he is just I wore like... wore an armband, but then they gave me 700 grand a week. So oh, oh, that's the best I bit. I burnt it and wore a black and white one instead or something. The, I just thought I'm fucking dick. The, the name of this episode is the one where they trashed Jordan Henderson, brackets, <laughs> and with good reason. Um, I think the main quote that everyone came out against was like, the headline quote was like, I didn't do it for the money, which is just the most insane quote. The most insane thing to say. So what did you do it for? Apparently, because out there, maybe you can like be part of like... You can be like, there's this white savior thing and you can educate and blah, blah, blah. And like, no one's fucking buying that, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. Um, I'll say it here, by the way. Please. Just if, um, just so that people can play it back to me. Yes. And if whatever happens Can't wait. with the Man United takeover. Okay. It's more, a lot more sport than the listener anticipated, but yes. Yeah, uh, no, but whatever happens with the Man United takeover, <laughs> if it goes a certain way, I'll not be a fan anymore. <gasps> That's what I'm saying. Wow. But the, I mean. Okay. I don't want to open that. Nothing to do with them losing 3 1 to Arsenal. <laughs> Anything like You're that. You're ready to jump ship already. Um, that's super interesting. Yeah, such a can of worms because we all went through this with the, the Super League stuff. Um, and the Newcastle takeover. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, but you know, it's all around. Right. I mean, the City takeover, the fucking Chelsea take, all the takeovers. Are, it's like. Hmm. And this is this is like my, my constant um, dilemma of like. Um, 
Hey, I prefer your guy now. Todd to Roma. Yeah, he just keeps spending money. Listener, when he hilarious. says when he says your guy, I'm a Chelsea fan. He's a Man United <laughs> fan. Jordan Henderson is a Liverpool player who went to Saudi Arabia. We just Arabia. got some like dickhead Americans who just like Those bleeding the money, dry for money. They're not killing nobody. We did it's it. Fine. We came up. We're going to clip this bit out. We're going to send it to your brother. We have him back as a listener. He's going to think it's a sports podcast. This is true. This is true. This Sorry, is listener, true. but it's Guys, been a bit of a if pet you're out project. There, and you're aware of my brother Alex? Just please tell him to start listening again. We're talking. Tell, tell him we tell him he gets a shout out this week, and he needs to listen to the episode because he stopped. He's bailed. Alex, he's just... Yeah, and it's been a it's been a in the back of my mind that we need to get Alex and Noosa back. So him. we just I we'll we'll figure out adding adding your boy. Yeah. Rude dot ding. Send him a DM. Slide into his DM. Rude ding. Where you at? <laughs> Should we do some scores for for Icarus? Yeah, let's get back on track. Okay, so do I have to cut all of that out of the pod? Definitely not. That's good stuff. Relevant. That's good. Stuff. Is that good stuff? Is that good? When you stuff? say kind of irrelevant, you're like getting rid of so much of my contribution. So please, <laughs> don't. <laughs> That's the say. most I spoke. You got me. You just got me riled up. Jeff. <laughs> having some alcohol. I'm too, I'm too busy. I brought up a Liverpool time. player. It could, he couldn't help himself. <sighs> Sports washing is a thing. So many expletives. It's, it's a lot. Sports it's a, washing is a thing. It's a lot to process. Yeah. We're just out here trying to enjoy a few grown men kick about a ball, and then there's like stuff going. All women. Definitely all women. In this case, we were talking yeah. about Manchester United or Chelsea. Although I don't think I don't think women are allowed to play in Saudi. I might need to double check that. Scores for Icarus. <laughs> Scores for those who uh, were taking the thirty-second game very seriously. We do use a scale of one through five: five being peak enjoyment, zero being didn't enjoy so, at all. But anticipation, so, enjoyment, and afterwards reflecting. I guessed a three in anticipation because right. I think I had you intrigued. You did. Yeah. I want to say a foreign enjoyment purely because it probably took you all over the shop mm. and you didn't know what was going on, mm. but you're like, damn, son. Mm. And then a four in retrospect because you don't give out fives. Oh. Have I nailed it? One off. It was actually a three Fuck in off. enjoyment because I was annoyed. I wanted to find out about... I wanted to like, go back to Lance. I'm like, listen, but then in retrospect, I was like, wow, like really, you know, beautiful film. It was a three for anticipation. It was a three for enjoyment. It was just a four for, for retrospect. So your boy was just one off for enjoyment during. And uh, for a very, very different kettle of fish. And Let's get to my happy place, Jeff. Let's get away from all of this political, <laughs> geopolitical, <laughs> political <laughs> nonsense. And let's just go back to a happy time. Let's Can we go back it. to a happy time? Can we go back to 2003, Jeffrey? Oh, I think we'd like we'd like nothing better. Uh, tell you what, when we're in 2003, can we take a little wander over to the indie rock scene, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, well, Scrubs... Still on the t- TV at that time. Yeah, Did we meet a gentleman been. called Zach Braff? Zach who... Braff was definitely in there. I mean, he must have been in Did the... he introduce us into a band? Did he release a movie? So if I'm right... That, Go on. Uh, Garden State is 2004, but they actually... No. Yeah, but if I, I, I did... Listen, you, you'd stopped me from doing research for Icarus, so your boy went in the archives for a bit of the Did shins. you learn about James Mercer? So they... Uh, so Zach Braff <laughs> got in touch with the shins around 2001, 2002, which is when O Interior World came out, and he... Gave him a treatment of the scene. He had it all in mind, what he wanted to do with the the very famous Shin songs, Shin's mm-hmm. song, New Slang, and how he was going to use it. And then um, before the film actually came about... We were going to have a, a close-up on Natalie Portman's face as she had a funny little grin going on as someone placed uh, <laughs> headphones on top of Zach Braff's head and said, you know, people who do that really annoying thing where they go, listen to this song, and they put it on your head. <laughs> I mean, that's low-key what we do in this fucking podcast. But yes, that yeah. is annoying to do in person. Um, yeah. If that was done, in especially a film with like today, fake plastic yeah. trees or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that was done today in the exact same uh, manner, that would be 
assault. Um, but anyway, we've <laughs> gone all over the shop. We we need to bring them back. We need to reel the audience back in. Two thousand four is when yes. Garden State came out and they blew up. But a year before that, they actually came out with their second album, cool. a band called The Shins, and it was James Mercer, his uh, songwriting that produced it. Uh, quite a few years later, actually, uh, a music fan and a musician himself, Christopher Anusis, discovered this band, fell a bit in love, and I don't know where he places this album in his personal pantheon. It's it's got a few of the bangers on it, a few of the hits. Um, personally, in my head for the Shins, it's like the first three albums are just these fucking super classics, and they go up mm-hmm. and up and up. Not that Oh Interior World is bad. It's just it feels like it's a progression. And then since the third, not that it's tailed off, it's just been a different kind of journey. He's been doing different stuff. So for me. Shoots to Narrow 2003 is like the sweet spot middle and it's just a very enjoyable running time is fucking sweet. Um, what was your relationship to this album before I got you to re-listen to it for the pod? This is probably my go-to Shin's album. Yes. I think. Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually just opening up my old uh, Go ahead and see your archives. Library. Your old yeah, iTunes just trying library. To, just trying to figure out where it all sits together together because they've only got probably five full-on yeah yeah, yeah albums. i think so then um heartworms port of morrow i think i think yeah. and then they did a funny thing with heartworms where they 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 reversed them all um and released an album called the worm's heart where they basically if a song was like a slowed down slowy sort of number mm. they turned it into an upbeat number and if it was an upbeat number they turned it into a slowy sort of number which i thought was quite fun anyway um <laughs> for me Talking of the first three albums mm. that you referred to, um, Shoots and Arrow is probably my go-to. I do like Winston the Night Away. Yes. Um, o Inverted World, I don't think I ever really got on with oh, other than the hits. And it's probably because yeah. the hits overshadowed everything else yes. in the album. Once you've got that, you, you struggle to piece it all back together. Which is namely but, Caring is Creepy and New Slime? Yes. Um, but Shoots Too Narrow is my jam. Yeah. You basically said, go listen to one of your favourite albums, Chris. And I went, okay. <laughs> and that's what I did. Um, I'm just trying to see, did I make notes? I've probably, I think I listened to it twice over the week. Yeah. Um, I've had quite a busy week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fitting, even fitting in a 30 or so minute album was actually tricky for you, right? But you managed <laughs> it. Was it was yeah, actually listen, quite tricky. That's how, that's how busy it gets out here sometimes. I'm so. falling behind on my podcast. Oh, I'm falling no. behind on my stories. Yeah. I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least, probably, <clears throat> compared to... It, the timing might have worked out in, in the sense that it wasn't like a double album of a band you'd never heard of. At least when you did press yeah. play, you were like in a safe yeah. space, right? Yeah, and um, I have a funny relationship with The Shins because Please. I loved them for a very, 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 very long time. I listened to these albums, um, but I have two funny relationships with them. Yeah. First one being, so I know the songs and the arrangements and every little quirk in it so well. Ask me what the lyrics are. Haven't got a fucking clue. Mm. They're a very strange band like that for yes. me where I don't actually know a lot of the words. Yeah. Which, by the way, you've <laughs> made a point of to me before. It is, I don't think it's, it's as so strange a phenomenon why. as you think. I think we, a lot yeah. of us have that. Um, I saw The Strokes a few weeks ago and I was with a girl who claimed they're her favourite band. She was screaming some words that weren't the words at all. <laughs> if anything, that's almost like... A, and let So let alone I think it can be a normal thing for a lot of our... Uh, favorite bands mm. i also think it is quite a specific thing with a lot of shins songs because the words yeah. are quite there's lots of non he's actually very eloquent he's and very I, I, eloquent. I googled i googled lyrics mm. i was like these are actually really good lyrics no, 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 but i never knew them and i've listened to this song yeah. for 15 years i think it's also just to throw out theories they are very beautiful but they are beautiful in like a nonsensical way like he's not doing mm. a narrative 
It's not like no. a Ryan Adams or a Bob Dylan, like a folk song story, right? So there's that, which is a bit radio heady. It's a bit more abstract. Mm. But also the reason I think part of you is just like relating with the sounds and the phonetic sounds. It's just a vibe of a happy Dude, time. <laughs> let alone a vibe of a happy time. This is something I feel specifically about the shins that I'm sure you'll agree with. The guy is a melody fucking mastermind. His melodies yeah. are in set, like, like you've got a few key words here or there you probably do know. Yeah. And the rest is just fucking beautiful sounds. Because his melodies yeah. are so fucking good. Yeah, and I just think, I don't know whether it's a nostalgic thing yes. or something, but it's a very much a happy place for me. Mm. And I and I, I just think, again, the arrangements, the melodies, mm. the simplicity of some of it as well. Mm. Um, I think there's one, again, <clears throat> this came out in 2003. Yes. We probably listened to it not long after. I've played many open mics. I've played lots of sort of, songs and i do lots of covers and everything that i've played in that period of time mm. i very rarely ever tried to cover a shin song mm. but there's one song on here that i did learn but i learned it recently mm. so i said i had two points to make one never know any of the lyrics and it's a very strange relationship with this band two it took me probably 15 years in the making to actually see them live and when i did i saw them three times in a year yes um, you went and in. i went in it was when heartworms came out which was 2017 2017. Mm. It's a great year, 2017. Yeah, I love 2017. There's a lot of good albums. It's only and, and, rivaled by 2016. But... <laughs> yeah, fair. And, and to be honest, 2017, I turned 30. I went to a festival. They played that festival. Um, I saw them for the first time in a little venue in off of Liverpool Street. Uh, what is it called, Jeffrey? Village Underground. Nice. Great Underground. venue. That, so that was the first time I saw them. It was a tiny little gig there. Oh, tiny gigs for bands mind. you love. Is there anything better? Then I think oh, I saw them at Hammersmith Apollo. Had just as amazing time. Oh, and bands you love at Hammersmith Apollo. Is there anything better? Oh, I know. Yeah, seeing them at Green Man Festival in Wales was also good. That's so, good. Oh, one of the um, best festivals of the English countryside <laughs> with one of your favourite bands. Is there anything better? Oh. <laughs> You're right there, Jack. You went on a good run. You went on a good run. I had then. a good run. Yeah. Um, and it just... And every time, they just blew me away. They play probably... I'd say there's 10 songs on this album. They probably play about up to seven of them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. a lot of these songs, are they're bangers. It's a good album. It has a great little ups and downs. It yeah. covers everything. Um, I don't know. This is a very strange review for me, Jeff. No, this is fun. I, I, I feel so, like I'm just preaching to the world, telling them to listen to The Shins because you'll some, be a better person if you do. Wow, fantastic. Some but, some reviews do be like that. So I appreciate that. Did anything... My funny thing with albums you already love is like when you return at different points mm-hmm. in your life, it's just funny what different things will stick out or what nostalgia there is. Did, did anything stick on you this time that you're like, oh, I forgot how much I like this? Or What 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 stuck to me was I was remembering seeing these songs live for the first oh, time. Because wow. I'd never seen them for such a long... I'd never seen the band for a very long time. Yes. So then when I saw them and I was seeing songs played live, I had a moment there. So going back to this, mm. now my memories of these albums is seeing them and being really happy. Nice. So I, for an example... Yes. Um, Kissing the Lipless is the opener. It's a banger. Need, need to say, yeah, need to say much more than that. Um, but then, mine's not a high horse. There's this little arpeggi synth yes. that plays throughout all of it, yeah. and I just remember seeing one of the band members playing that synth live, nice. and now that's stuck in my head. Nice. Um, uh, so says I. Yeah. As the little stop dance break in the middle well not dance break as, as a stop little break yeah, yeah. and then he just and then he makes that ooh noise yeah in it um again seeing that I actually that stuck in my when head. i went for a run with it the other day i actually 
did that Screamed into that. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, it's a really that's a fun, funny thing because I'll do an occasional just like yelp of a chorus. It's very hard to do mm. while running, especially James Mercer. Like that's just yeah. very. <laughs> you need you nailed it. You did it really well. Right. To be honest. Right. You need good breath control for that while yeah. running. But um, uh, yeah, that one that one's such a banger as well. It's full of bangers. It's interesting that you draw such yeah. a distinction between that and O Inverted World because even with the artwork. Sometimes yeah. I mix those two up and I think they're the same fucking album. But it's interesting yeah. from your point of view how how different they are. Um, but this was the other thing mm. I was going to say. Um, Young Pilgrims is the song that when I was listening to them again in 2017 before seeing them live, mm. that was a song that I liked. To, I tried to cover. I was going to say. Really like, I was literally going to say. Really like, I really like the chord progression it's, and it's got it's a really acoustic, nice simple, It's a bit it's more acoustic. Simple. It's got a nice melody and the chord progression is just really fun to play. Yes. Because it's got a quite... He's got a very good rhythmic way of playing guitar. Yes. Where, um, which is very probably similar to the way that I play guitar. Just not blowing my own trumpet. But right. I all, always try and make it quite percussive mm. so that it just it keeps a rhythm while keeping the chords going. Mm. Um, and it also includes the album title and the lyrics, which is always, always like, one of my favourite things. Yeah. I do like it when the album title isn't a song title, but it's just a lyric somewhere along the album. When you hear it, you go, ooh, that's the album title. That was in that's one Young Pilgrims, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going through all the songs. This is, this is good. Uh, this is great. There was one, maybe... And, and St. Saint, Saint Simon has the nice, like, la-la-la-la-la-bits in it and that was a moment where i just died and went to heaven when i saw them live oh that's awesome yeah yeah no melodically that that bit really sticks out to me too it's funny if you're this much of an expert maybe we can do a bit of telepathy here telepathy Mm -hmm. yes um because when i was running there was this the one song that just had such a a way it was going and then it was Mm. almost like a post-chorus thing that happened where i was like oh i'm suddenly dancing in a different way like it almost like had two halves and i kind of want to press play and find out but i was just thinking did that did that ring a bell i don't know what you're it was just it was just yeah i i kind of want to two halves i kind of want to mute myself no no because this is the thing it had what i thought was a chorus and then it just Mm. broke into a different thing and i just found it so charming and good that whatever second part of the song just seemed a bit different for the first and then it goes back to a verse it has a little chorus Mm. and it's almost like this post-chorus I want to use is the it word what I just said. It might be what you just said. I think it might be Saint Simon. I think it might I think be Saint it Simon. Is. Yeah, the more I'm talking now, the second I use <laughs> the word breakdown, like I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds It just right. goes, la, 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 la. Something about, like yeah, no, that is totally what yeah. it was. Um, it's funny how the yeah. first time you were talking about it, I was like, that sounds good. I wonder what he's talking about. It's literally what I yeah, um, yeah. had in my head too. Um, yeah, so like... And, and Turner Square has one of the lyrics that does stick in my head regularly, which, which is, is, have I left my home just to whine in this microphone, which I just think is great. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. There was something um, about... Gone um, for Good is the second best song ever written called Gone for Good. Just going to put it out there. Ooh, uh, I'll leave that Easter egg for the listeners to figure out. Okay. I do have a Google <laughs> machine, but I will not fire it up. Oh, if you Googled it, you will not find really? the, who, the other person who wrote that song. One for good. Yeah. It, is it written by someone who's not cancelled? Yeah, I don't think I'm cancelled yet. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> good reveal. That was good stuff. And finally... I remember just your to... song, One for Good. That's not fair. Thank you. That's, that's... Um, yep. And just to, just to finish this wonderful... Uh, bias review yep. of Shoots Too Narrow by The Shins... Um, those to come I've written down is a good old classic album closer 
if I were writing an album closer, it would probably and probably already does sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I did rip this back in the day for a very similar sounding song. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's just a nice, you don't get album closers like this no more. It's just very sort of like I the mean, solemn end to an album. It's quite nice. Don't know what that means. But yes, it's very nice. I think you need to listen to more current albums to be thrown out statements like that. I think it's a very shinzy album yeah. closer. We, we, we talked about no, this but before. For me, it's a Tell nostalgic oh, of course. album closer. It's, it's, so, sorry, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm shitting all over the phrase when someone goes, they don't make them like that anymore. I get very defensive about that. I'm just like, well, you're not listening to enough. But if you mean it in like, a like nice way. Tourist, it's like... The know, Tourist by Radiohead on OK Computer yeah. for the listener. Yeah, no. Um, the thing yeah. is that's really funny for me is we literally talked about Shin's album's closers on an earlier episode. I think I got it okay. wrong. We did, we did, because I got it confused and I said Sleeping Lessons for Winting the Night Away when actually that's the opening track. Um mm-hmm. Correct. And, yeah, exactly. Um, so w- while listening to this one, but the point being made was that um, they have these really, really heartrending sort of, um, I think the best word for it is just sad. Their album closers are quite mm. sad. It's quite mm. mellow down notes they end on, which are really heartbreaking and beautiful songs. Um, yeah. So I'm listening to... Um, shoot, which shoot. for the uh, teenage version of me oh. was Gold. Pure delight. Pure delight. <laughs> so I'm listening to Gone uh, for to shoots too narrow. I can't remember how many. T- I'm I'm a Shins fan. I like the Shins. Mm. I'm not as diehard as you, but I've listened to this album before. It's been a while, but I re-listened this week and Gone for Good is a really good song, second best mm-hmm. according to your boy, and yeah. it's a good acoustic song and it's quite sad. And I was thinking, oh, what a great closer. And then those to come, so I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like I really thought. Uh, Gone for Good was the closer listening. Mm. It was quite, it was quite uh, surprising to still have another song after that. Um, there was this little trick that happened. Either it, I think it happened twice on um, maybe uh, Mine's Not a High Horse and Pink Bullets, but it reminded me of one of our OG moments becoming musical buddies. You referenced earlier, mm. um, if the listener didn't get it, when we were talking about the headphones being put on Natalie Portman for uh, new slang in the film mm. um, Garden State. Um, that I did something similar to Christopher with the song Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead on a plane to New York, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Something like that. So that's... And I, I could understand why you liked it. Yeah, yeah. He, he he came around and became a lifelong fan of Radiohead. It was a big deal and um, there was lots of bonding ensued. But also, um, I, I wonder if this one... Actually, sorry. Yeah, please. Sorry. That was not what made me become a lifelong fan of Radiohead. It must have been part of it. it... I, I gave you a stupid uh, metal response, which was, I can understand why you like that. Oh, um, you're remembering that as you a quote. Then, your, your persistence oh, wow. was, right, here's album number one, start with this. Oh, and then oh, I, you literally memory. then handed me c- CDs of oh, Radiohead, this is fantastic. one by one, and I did it in chronological order. Wow, I was yeah. so much cooler then. These days, if I got a classic <laughs> metal response, I'd be like, fine, leave me alone then. <laughs> Fuck you, your life sucks. <laughs> I just sulk about it. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, but there's a... What would Lips do, Jeffrey? What would Lips do? Lips is the... Lips would fucking keep trying. That's what he'd do. We're going to rock exactly. together forever. Um, but th- it's a really funny memory came to me because you're already giving me more context than I remembered because we're quite old. Yeah. Now. I, rem- I wonder if you'll dis- either dispute this or add more detail. But I have a really funny memory that um, both Pink Bullets and, as I say... Uh, one of the other songs that uh, it was either So Says I or Saint Simon. One of these songs, right? It happened at least twice on this album where, guess what? It's James fucking Mercer. So the vocal melody is fucking astounding and pretty and lovely. So then, mm. you know, what's going to happen in the latter portion of the song at some point? Another instrument's going to play that exact melody. And then what did this yeah. remind me of? This reminded me of being on a bus with you 
for my kids <laughs> and going to college. If you're already laughing because you know what I'm going to say, that's really funny. I don't. Okay, great. So we're listening to the song After the Gold Rush by Neil Young. <laughs> the fucking horn. <laughs> There's a fucking horn that basically in the latter half of the song just plays the exact melody. And I remember you giving the song shit. <laughs> I mean... Uh, James Mercer doesn't use a horn. Do you know what's funny? It's like 20 years later and remembering that really like popped it. me. I don't think... Listen, no, I do... That's funny. I didn't expect you to then back yourself. You came round on it because it fits the song. It does... Sometimes... Yes. Oh, and that's funny that your thing was... Oh, I don't remember that. That is different. I thought it was more of a just... Because I find this when I was writing a lot of songs, I used to have this thought often of just like, let's do something melodically more interesting than just repeat a melody. I thought it was more that, but you're standing by, actually, it wasn't that. It was the fucking horn. It was the fucking horn. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's different to what I remember. Okay, that's that's a different... Like, genuinely, if Neil Young sort of was still playing his little chords yeah. or whatever on the piano and then played the melody with like the higher end of the piano, yes. I think it might have, I think it might have worked. Interesting. I, I love it. I love it. Okay. So, well, it just, it came up because um, I, in my head for all these years, I, and cause I agree with it too. I do think sometimes just, you're just repeating the melody we just did. There mm-hmm. is something for a listener, depending on the song, the timing of when you do it, blah, blah, blah. There is something quite satisfying um, I think Young Pilgrims does it. That's what it is. Because mm. um, I remember it because this is to get very, very detailed. But the way he sings like, shoots too narrow. And he like, yeah. there's a few more inflections when the guitar. Oh, it's, it's, this, it's, a, it's a sort of um, it's, a clean electric guitar. It's a clean electric guitar. It, yeah. And I just, it's funny because my thought when that happens is the guitar doesn't do quite as many inflections as his voice does. It just plays mm. a few of the clean notes. Whereas when his voice does it, his voice, very underrated, beautiful voice. Um, it does quite a few little uh, I don't even little curly cues um, of of no, melody. Curly there. cues, we'll go with that. <laughs> little curly cues of melody, and um, I just think that depending on the song, it, it can be quite a nice technique. But you should have seen my face lighting up during this run, remembering our moment with that. It was just a really funny connection. Just a uh, fucking horn, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and your pitch next week um, after the Gold Rush is a fucking sick album, and that is where a lot of my uh, jumping from musician to musician, album to album. That is one of the OG examples because that was a Tom York recommended Neil Young album. Mm. And, you know, it's been nearly a few decades later now and I was still, if Tom York tells me to listen to a thing, I'm listening to the thing. Yeah, but... But right... What did you not, what did you not go to, Jeffrey? What did I not go to? Yeah. He told you to listen to a jazz musician. Oh, mate. <laughs> Darius Brubeck. That has to top the FOMO list right now. Oh, da- <laughs> I mean... Hopefully that's not the end um, of uh, Darius Brubeck's jazz career and he comes back to churches and jazz clubs of all sorts. But for now, I feel like the listener isn't actually on the edge of their seat. They're almost like impatiently, arms crossed. It's a very obvious set of scores. Jeff is going to win this one. But actually... I've struggled with this. Yeah, because I... Because I didn't know how to score He put it out there that he was going to find I this I changed different. my score coming online. Wow. Well, also, you sent me a text this morning that made me rethink my scores, which, if that was part of the playing, bravo, sir. I don't know. Is it just another form of doping? <laughs> Who knows? Was it a performing-enhancing... Performance-enhancing text. Oh, no, he's sending performance-enhancing text. He's taking advantage of the relationship and the fact that we text already to yeah. throw me off the scores. Um, what was... Should we, should we reveal to the listener what was the text? I can remember. It was... Uh, dear Jeff, I love the shins from Christopher. Which is... I'm sure there's an expletive in there. I wouldn't have just said no, it. I'm like pretty sure that, you no. said it like that. Should we double check? Stay no, tuned, I'm listener. Now. The hosts are checking their phones. The hosts 
I check in the phones, the hosts, the hosts. Oh, no, correct. Correct. I normally swear when I get really excited. You do swear quite a bit. Or just when I get really angry at Scousers. <laughs> Moving <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Can you believe it? Um, so, I have my scores. I thought, because mm-hmm. you were already doubting your whole shit and the scale and everything, um, I'm, I've gotten this wrong for sure now. Um, I thought you would almost measure yourself as a, hmm, I'm used to this podcast being stuff that's new. So I thought you'd actually cut yourself off for a four of anticipation. And then I put, how are you going to listen and not become this childlike puddle of joy? I thought I put five for enjoyment and five for afterwards. Four, five, five, what my guess is. <sighs> Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Just based off the sound effect and facial expression. Don't tell me I got a perfect. Don't tell your boy. Oh, you got a perfect. <laughs> it's been so long. Thank you. For I changed this. the what enjoyment change? from four to five. <gasps> wow. It was a four, four, five. And well, that's it. one time your performance is. I listened to it again and I was really enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate the honesty because getting that text, I imagined this and... I was happy because I pitched it to you and you had a nice time, even though I know you had a busy I'm week. I'm never performance enhancing my texts again. <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't think, I think, uh, I think that was a double, I think you double bluffed yourself there because I think you just were telling me a thing you felt. And yeah. Then... <laughs> <laughs> He's got How to... did you enjoy Jeffrey? What? Listen to it again. Oh, mate. In terms of albums, where does it, where does it rank in terms of your... Well, it's done a whole thing for me of like... If you were going to score it, just hypothetically. Yeah. I, I I think I'd easily give it fours across the board with a five threatening one of them. I can't I can't think now. I wasn't I wasn't listening to it in a scory way. Oh mate, I had moments of five for enjoyment. I was definitely a four going in. I think I'm mm-hmm. a four coming out. I'm very. I think the thing that would be a big deal for me is to go back to wincing the night away because for me, I've never seen the Shins live. They didn't quite. I found them a bit, a bit often on the scene to fall in love with them in that way. And for me, you know, I'm a bit more of a backstory guy. The thing that's never clicked for me with the Shins is it seems to be the James Mercer band. Like, Yeah, so he's it's a project of James Mercer, who is the band's sole constant member. Right. Although I feel like the bass has been there a while. Yeah, That's all I'm going to say. I just, I'm out here, I listened to uh, an an interview with him on the Chase Jarvis show, which I just, I just typed in, James Mercer's name, and I looked at Spotify mm-hmm. for podcast appearances. He's made several, but not that many. By today's standards, he's basically a recluse for interviews. By today's standards, he's got mm-hmm. like four. And one so, of- if we drop him in our little show notes, and someone types in, someone like you does some James Mercer research, yes. we might. Oh, we might. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We might. We might uh, pop up to the old uh, top of their recommendations. I, I, I don't. I don't think we're at that level, but hey ho, maybe. Drop us a review, guys. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah give us the five stars on the five star app but um <laughs> i'm a five star man <laughs> james um, chase jarvis is a very when i saw it was with his name i was like is oh this... you're telling this story okay. yeah i'm telling this <laughs> it's a quick story but basically i couldn't believe it was his name because he's like a bit of a hey guys go pursue your creative calling guy and he's like as much as i appreciate that sentiment he's quite like overt about it and like mm. almost to a self-help point where it reminds me of some of these help, self-help gurus. And I'm like, James Mercer was on that? And if you listen to this interview, I think you'd find it particularly interesting because he's properly like, the interviewer is properly framing it as, hey, James, like people are at home and they're stuck and they don't know how to get from step one to step two. They're stuck in their mom's basement. Like, how'd you... And like, James is just being like a bit awkward and talking about how he sold weed for a bit. And... Uh, just, I just like writing songs. There's a, lot, there's a lot of I just like writing songs, but 
bro, I remember this back in the day when I almost fell for them. It's not disparaging, but he doesn't talk about the band members with love. And for me, a big part of liking creative projects is like, I, I do a lot of, I guess the, t- the modern terminology would be shipping. I do a lot of like, oh, they like each other here. And Tom York and Johnny Greenwood for Radiohead. You're just, you're just out there for friends, aren't you? You're just, just such <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big mark for friendship. And James yeah. Mercer has none. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, at least in his band, he didn't seem to. No, I love the album. I think his his melodies are otherworldly good. I think he's like, you know, if I was um, a bit more well-informed and, and, and like up to snuff with lists, I think he's easily one of the 10 best melody writers of the last 20, 30 years of... of... You've said that a lot on this pod. Have I? Oh, I'm big into melody. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a good point. But okay, maybe, maybe what I'll say is... This music. I'll go, I'll go back and I'll have to ask you to put them in order. <laughs> For me, when I was listening to Shoots Too Narrow, I was like, uh, it's hard with genres, but like, for me, this is like perfect pop music. I know yeah. that people want to. This is my pop. Right, this is what. Right, exactly. This is what I go to. It's to be catchy. Honest, Shins have got me through runs. Right. Like, and races. They're, I think I've said to you before, yeah. my break glass in case of emergency playlist. Break glass playlists. in case of emergency has a lot of Shins. Because there's something it about it where it's like, it has got emotion and feeling, but it's also got like a pulse. It reminded me, yeah. here or there, I don't know if you'd agree, I forgot about the whole heartworms thing and the worm's heart, but like, I always remember like a really early thing for Nirvana was mimicking the Pixies song structure of quiet, quiet, very loud, quiet, quiet, yeah. very loud in the track. And for a lot of shins, I'm not saying for all, but for a good 80%, when I was listening to Shoots Too Narrow, I was like, this is either quiet or loud. Like they have yeah. certain song types, but even like a Gone For Good and a certain acoustic number, it's very rare that like it doesn't have some energy or flair to it even for the more somber songs like a young pilgrims is a great example mm. when i was running i was like oh, i need more drums and bass what's going on with this song and then just the melody and energy of the song yeah. kept picking up and working for me no i really liked it i really i envy his um i envy his songwriting ability there is one thing that uh it, you speak to it when you speak about not remembering the lyrics after i was done listening to it i suddenly felt a taste in my mouth so to speak a flavor for death cab for cutie i wanted to listen to them because mm-hmm. it's not it's not the same, but there was something about it. And I went back and I enjoyed some of those for a run too. And it did just have this um, contrast in my head where Ben Gibbard, the songwriter for Death Cab, he's quite human and he does have lyrics that are a bit cliche and a bit lame, so to speak. Some that are beautiful and amazing, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like I was just looking back similar to you when you were talking about his eloquent lyrics. I was looking back at James L- Mercer's lyrics. They're almost alien, how good they are but also mm. how abstract he he very it's quite admirable but like he really really defends against cliche i feel like whereas yeah. for me you know sometimes it's like hey just like be a guy <laughs> who cares <laughs> so like there is something almost just... go on no no i i, well, I want you to finish your point before I make there is one. something almost in a, it's in an attractive way and a slightly alienating way but there is something almost alien good about this band i think i've used that term before too with like a beyonce mm. or things like that but in terms of his song craft his uh, lyrics uh, it's there's there's two ways that abstract lyrics work where they're dreamy and they're amazing it's either they're impenetrable and you're like i don't know what you're talking about and it means nothing or the better version is like it's like a painting that you get to see whatever you want in it and you bring your own yeah. shit to it and it's like open to that so some moments in like in young pilgrims and kissing the lipless, I was just like finding my own meaning for and really liking. Yeah. And others, I was like, wait, no, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, go on. What were you gonna? No, I just, <laughs> I I forgot I wanted to mention this today. Yes. Um, now that reviews are out of the way, yes. And um, we're almost in this bit where we we're gonna pitch each other stuff. In yes. A minute. But I just wanted to say, Please. I did I had a very very long drive listening to Radio One. Ooh. Um, all the way up to the Lake District on Friday, and all the way back on 
yesterday. Love that. Um, a band came on, Jeff, oh, nice. and I found myself really angry at the wheel with this band. The 1975. <laughs> and it wasn't a song on the album you played me. Interesting. It was a song that I vividly remember. Oh. I don't know where it was, yeah. but I was driving somewhere and Radio 1 was on. And before this song came out and had its debut on Radio 1, okay. they knew that the uh, song title was called... Um, something like oh, give love a try or something. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself why a try. Don't you give, your, give yourself a why try. Why don't you give yourself a try or something? Yeah, yeah. And they got like a 1970 fan on on the thing and they were like, oh, you're really excited for this premiere of this new single by 1975. And they're like, why don't you give love a try or whatever? And then, or why don't you give yourself a try? Whatever the hell it was called. And they went, how do you think it's going to go? And then this person went, I don't know, like, why don't you give yourself a try <laughs> or something like that? And then they played the song and that's exactly how it sounded. <laughs> and now every time I hear that song and it's got this horrible, harsh guitar line oh, all the way through it, piercing my ear. And I was just like, I just got really angry. Oh, and fantastic. now the more and more I listen to the 1975, I just get more angry. And I don't even know why. What was the trigger? completely irrational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. No, it know. can't be because we do a podcast where you try stuff and you like stuff. I really, I, at some point... I do, uh, I do want you to locate this little nugget in your brain. Maybe it was me, but like no, I'm sure just, it was. I think it's, I think it's the name of the the episode. I, I don't even know if it name was of the episode. Name yeah, of- the name of our pod episode, where it's just like dudes in suits and glasses or whatever the oh, hell I okay. called it. They just seem it a bit just, bleh. Yeah, just like why don't they give themselves? A do you know what? Try? Why don't you give yourself a try? <laughs> if you go back to, I'm glad that it's on uh, our podcast feed because at least when you, I need to go back and listen to what I thought well, of that. That's what I was going to say. Before I decided to hate it. because you didn't yesterday. actually overly rate it, but you didn't overly slate it either. You just found it to be no. quite a middle of the road, rocky, I think poppy. You gave album. me the gossip and it just wound me up. That might be it because that happens. And you sometimes. just gave me too much Matty Healy stuff, and I was just like, I just don't care anymore. I'm just, I'm like over it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's anyway, really funny. this is the longest pod we've done in a while, by the way. We've kept them normally sh- short and sweet recently, oh, but we've, we've, we've overran. So you pitched to me before I pitched to you. Okay, me giving you too much of the Matty Healy is just sending me right now. That's so funny. <laughs> I think you might be right, which is really funny. That- you were like, oh, he did this interview. And then, oh, the people didn't like him. Then he almost got cancelled. And then he went out with Taylor Swift and he didn't. I was like, oh. If I actually looked in your off. eyes while I- <laughs> Okay, so I'm going rogue here because you, Ooh. yeah, this is your boy's going rogue, but he's also being quite. Is it another music doc? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? That has been the theme. I, I won't lie, those keep coming up, but you have been a bit like filled to the brim with those. So you've done this thing for, I think, for a couple of shows American Dad for one, another one happened, mm-hmm. I think, Community maybe, where um, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, could watch this, could watch this. Here's what's happening this week. Mm. One of the big titles on the cultural content consumption appraisal hour bingo card is finally getting its debut. That's Simpsons. Right. The Simpsons is about to feature. And here's how it's featuring. You're going to give me one shit episode, one good episode, <laughs> and I'm going to have to guess which one's which. <laughs> well, I haven't quite gamified it that way, but pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because um, I'm, doing, I'm doing the great Simpsons ep- catch up. Uh, copyright. I hope you are doing your like low key yeah. own pod where you're reviewing <laughs> each of these episodes, no, but you don't know how to mix them and send them out. So one day you're just going to send the them archive. to me. Yeah, no, I should just be uh, amassing all the voice notes, shouldn't I? But um, so what happens is occasionally during the Great Simpsons catch up, I very much am self aware about like I'm in a I'm in a bit of a slog moment, and then an episode I'm on like my third LOL moment of an episode, and I'm like, hold on. 
It's this episode it's of like good being good. Yeah. So that happened, and then I enjoyed it, and it was season and episode number, please, Jeffrey. So before I get there, I then I was like, let me just look up a bit of the Wikipedia for this episode. It's called Much Apu about something. I was like, what? what? <gasps> it's the Apu cancelled episode, isn't <laughs> well, it? Well, no, not even. It's just about uh, Apu, but they've already done an Apu episode called Much Apu about nothing. Season seven, episode twenty-three, yeah. is the classic Much Apu about nothing episode that I think is like golden era you have to go back and watch it fantastic but then that's you're going to be your entry is this point. the one where he gets married and has a little babies or is it um that's when homer helps him study for a naturalization exam to prove that he's american enough to stay in the country gotcha and that is much poo about nothing season seven episode 23 but then you are doubling up you are then going to watch much poo about something which is season 27 20 seasons Jesus. later episode 12 you're watching much of do much a poo about nothing Season 7, episode 23, and then Much Apu About Something, season 27, episode 12 of The Simpsons. It's happening. You know what? I feel like this is... I, I need to double check. Yeah. I feel like this the is rules. the first non-music related thing you've given <gasps> me in a very long time. Wow. Wow. I, don't know, I, would, I wouldn't say the season. And please, don't go to the website for a while, guys. I haven't updated the scores for a while, but I know that I'm probably a few Somewhat. episodes behind updating those, but I, I have been trying. No, no, you're good. I've been you're trying. good. We get the episodes um, out. The people are happy. Um, your brother's a, a very uh, avid listener again because he's getting the Jordan Henderson takes. Everyone's over the moon about the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the website will be a thing later. But really, non-music for the first time in a while. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like it because you've just been like music doc. Yeah, it's ab- been a lot of Album, music, music doc, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, That's your pitch. But for you, Jeffrey. Tell me. We're going back to 2017. Okay, good year for music, I hear. Yeah, it was a good year for music. And you were doing a great big christopher listen along a couple of years back where i was telling you all my favorite like female artists and oh, you were yes. just going through all their albums going one by one by one by one yeah. um and there was an artist who released an album in 2017 mm. which was around the time that i was enjoying music going to festivals and watching the shins and having a great time and i thought music was a wonderful time leaky leak um no Ooh. i don't know this might be the pod debut for this <gasps> person but it's lord, lord. and the album melodrama I got mega into this album yes, you did. six years ago yes, when it came out. I did not like her album afterwards and I would take up or leave the album before. But for me, she hit a sweet spot with this album yep. and I want to make sure it wasn't just me going crazy. So I'm going to listen to it too. And I want you to listen to it. So, and we can... Yeah, pre-pod. And maybe, yeah, it's not that long ago. A couple years ago. You did the thing where you did all the Lord albums and you did all the Licky Lee albums and then you came out the other side going, Whoa. Yeah, well, I came out the other side super, super... Uh, intrigued and into a lot of it but the funny thing about that one is as opposed to the licky lee stuff which was also there was a pod there was a pod there was a specific melodrama podcast that took you through the whole album um and then i feel like i came out the other end like super here for lots of lord stuff and like Mm. still throwing lord stuff your way and you were kind of like bro i'm just here for melodrama really so let's go back and and i kind of really am it's a very weird relationship i have with lord because i I wasn't overly sold on her latest album she took a maybe it's just a different direction yeah, different yeah. type of stuff yeah. but I thought she hit a sweet spot with this and there's some really good songs on here that I'm a big fan of yeah. So and the production and all the stuff yeah and the production am, I, am I gonna good. actually this is such a good question I want I want your prediction here because I'm not actually sure are you listening to the pod again am I listening to the pod again <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends happy medium I think I'll probably listen to one episode just to remind me of the vibe I think that's that's the realistic uh, response to that okay Lord and mm. the Simpsons and I forget she's like Australian or New Zealand I can't remember which one it is because on that pod <laughs> she talks well you're still like, forgetting 
<laughs> whoa, there's an accent. What on the new album? Oh, the pod, you mean? No, on the on pod. The pod yeah. when, when I remember listening, whenever she talks, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that, yeah, that is a. Thing. Where it's like Tim Minchin, it comes out in his kind of singing. You kind of exactly. like, yeah, I get that. Exactly. Oh, did you think for a minute I was going to give you the Apu episode where it's about he can't do the Indian accent anymore? And Kazaria. Because that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing. Wasn't that it? was a whole thing. Oh, that I thought that's where you were that going. Because you know I like my. No, this is just political. Classic. Yeah, uh, geopolitical. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't figure in the episode title, I'll be mad surprised. But we've said yeah, other fun yeah. stuff today. Chris likes his drama. Let's give him a drama episode. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, but we have lots of fun stuff to look forward to next you just, week. I feel like you're out here low key trying to get me cancelled. <laughs> Constantly just throwing these things <laughs> to be at fair, me. When I saw how Icarus turned out, I was like, what do you want me to talk about exactly? Like this was this was your suggestion. I I love it, but it was uh, that's that's quite the kind of worms. Depending on my level of either interest or knowledge about the current news, this could, this podcast could have taken a whole direction. Luckily for you, mm. I'm not very well informed. So that... no. and I feel like you're left wing, but you're not very good at like talking about being left wing. <laughs> I'm left wing, and yeah, I can't I can't speak to it. That. Don't be like, why are you so left? And you're like, cause I like. Humans? Seems, I don't know. <laughs> seems nicer. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm probably not, uh, yeah, uh, that guy. And that's why it's not that pod. But you know what pod it is? And it's the CCAH. Yeah, but if you join our Patreon, we do have our political left-wing pod that you can listen to, where we just try and uh, resolve all the problems. Don't like joke dodgy, dodgy your way. concrete in schools. Don't joke <laughs> your way into a good idea, Christopher, because you're doing it again. You're joking your way into it. That pod sounds funny. It sounds good. <laughs> sounds like something I would enjoy doing. So basically what we do is we just open up a newspaper front page and we just try and make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So see. Oh, can I tell you a really funny story? Please. Is it pod appropriate? Because I feel like you're, the, that line is getting blurred. It's, it's pod right appropriate, now. but it's just. Uh... <laughs> so. Yeah. I went to the Lake District. Yes. And Can I, I be clear about the 1975 it. story? The story was you were in your car listening and it reminded oh, you I of the... And it, it made you angry <laughs> remembering being in your car listening. Okay, great. Just to be clear. It was it was Radio Inception. I don't know it what was radio want. in the car Inception. Uh, you yeah. know what? I'm not going to put the story in this part. I'll tell you afterwards. I, I, actually, what if I start saying it as the guitars start playing uh, <laughs> and no one will actually ever hear the end of it? finally figured out podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I want you to so squeeze we'll, we'll your buys. little AirPods yeah. in right now because as the guitars tinkle away, Christopher is going to begin telling me a story. It's going to lead to laughter. You're going to have to either, you know, message us, slide in the DMs and beg for that Patreon because there's got to be some way this eventually gets to your ears. We're leaving Logic on record, I'll tell you that much. But for you, for now, we are done. We are out of here. We love you a lot. We look forward to seeing you next week. And for now, goodbye. And take care. Yeah, tell me. Now, we can talk about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak, the microphones bleed because they're so cheap. We're sorry to your ears. If you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro, or if you don't like the whole show, question why were you here? If you don't like the podcast, if you think we both speak too fast, too many tangents never stay on task, pick up a book instead. If you don't like what we recommend, if your patience wears thin towards the end, if you think you could do better with your friend, please go ahead. 
If you don't like this content or like me, the word content, then please go be more content and never listen to us again.